football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Well, here we go, folks, with a postseason college football edition of Three Dog Thursday as we have reached the culmination, the end of the college football regular season slash championship game Saturday. And we will be talking some NFL as well. I am your somewhat lucid and capable host, and he is Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com senior handicapper and writer. We have cleared the month of November I can't believe I'm saying this is the last weekend of the regular season college football and championship Saturday, and we're going to set everything up for the playoff and the bowl games coming up. How are you feeling? I'll tell you, man, 12 weeks, that just flies by. It really does. I mean, the NFL seems like, not that it drags out, but the NFL, you still have another month left. But college, we're already at the point of the conference championships, knowing on Sunday who's going to which bowl, who's going to the college football playoff. Like It just it feels like, we just had the season starting. We were talking about Oklahoma, Houston, and USC, Alabama, and you know, and these other big games in Week One. And now that that seems like just yesterday. And now we're almost at the end. Yeah, we are almost at the end. You and I a mixed bag last week in college. Uh, you ended up getting the late cover with the Golden Gophers of Minnesota, the backdoor cover against Wisconsin by a half a point. I ended up in that controversial Michigan-Ohio State game getting the Buckeyes in the overtime. I thought I was going to get the outright win on that fourth down play, but I got the cover uh, because they had kicked the field goal earlier in the overtime with Ohio State. Hey, I'll give you the floor for just a second. Say whatever you want to say about the controversy, the fourth down call. Was it the right call? Epic finish to the game, first ever overtime, much less double overtime in the history of the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. What do you want to say about that real quick? If the game was in Ann Arbor, he would have been stopped short, fourth down. <laughs> but because the game was in Columbus, no, I saw on the initial replay, I said, wait, he just ran into his own guy and yes. went backwards. Yes. That's not forward progress when you run into your own guy. It's almost like in basketball, you know, you, you know, you can travel like you're sharing a ball with another teammate, you know. It just felt like, wait a minute, there's no forward progress if it's your own guy you run into. And obviously it looks short, and Jim Harbaugh's got to be – but uh, you know what? They lost, and now Michigan's got to cross their fingers and hope things work out for them this weekend. They can still sneak into the top four. All right, so let's segue into that with the college football playoff rankings, and then I promise we'll get to the underdog predictions. So the second-to-last reveal of the rankings keeps Alabama at one, obviously, keeps Ohio State with the win at two. It has Clemson at three, and now Washington in at four. Give me your opinion, and then I want to kind of go back and forth. Give me your opinion here. Do you believe Ohio State is securely in? They're not playing at all this weekend. Do you believe no matter what the Buckeyes are in? I got to believe yes, but sidebar, that we need to reevaluate this whole thing as far as what is the criteria of winning a conference championship, what does that mean? Because obviously the top two teams in the Big Ten are not playing for the Big Ten title this weekend with Penn State and Wisconsin playing. And Penn State's had a fantastic season. Wisconsin's had a fantastic season. Ohio State and Michigan have had better seasons. Michigan has lost so far in double overtime to Ohio State on the road, and they lost a low-scoring game at Iowa. They have two games that could have gone their way 
And with Ohio State, they lose on a blocked field goal. But on the flip side, you say, well, if Penn State wins the championship, the Big Ten title, and they beat Ohio State, how do they get left out? And how does Michigan jump these teams? Right. Like That's the biggest problem with this. Why do you have a conference championship if the way it's set up, you don't have your best teams in it? That's kind of where the whole thing gets messed up. I believe Ohio State still gets in regardless, and it's fine because we know Ohio State is a fantastic team. But at the same time, you, know, you have the conference championships. What do they mean? You have the Big 12 kind of title game this week with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, but it's not really the title game. You know, and even just taking it one step further, even if you look at Oklahoma State, one of their losses coming to Central Michigan back in week two, that controversial loss that, you know, you think about that in week two, you say, oh, okay, it sucks for them, whatever. Now, if they beat Oklahoma, then what do you say with that game that, that should have gone their way, that they should never have right. lost? They would have one loss. They'd be in the mix for being the top four. I do understand that we could sit here for another 15 minutes debating all of the permutations, the scenarios. Um, I, I believe Clemson, if they win, they're firmly in. So now the question is, I'll pose it a couple of ways. If Washington still wins in the Pac-12 title game and, and there is a team that jumps them that's playing this weekend or not as the fourth team in the playoff, who could jump them even with a Washington win? What do you think? Personally, I think Washington wins the win. I, I can't okay. see them winning the Pac-12 losing to USC, who, right. who was horrible the first three weeks. They've been one of the best teams in the country, it feels like, the last two months with the quarterback change. But i got to believe Washington. Okay. So I, fair I, enough. If they if they win, you believe they're rubber stamps. So if they lose, yeah. and I think it's more likely that Washington could lose to Colorado, more on that in a little bit, then Virginia Tech beats Clemson and Clemson loses. So if Washington loses... Give me the give me the team that's going to slide in and why just uh, real quick as the four here in the college football playoff. Michigan because Michigan beat Colorado, so there's your tiebreaker. Even over the Big Ten champ, even over either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, Michigan's going to slide in o- without o- winning. Oklahoma, Oklahoma had two losses this year. That's correct. Well, but Michigan's got yeah, two losses. State had two losses, right? I mean, everybody's everybody's got warts at this point. You believe they would take Michigan over a two-loss Big Ten champ if they're taking a two-loss team? You believe that's what they will do? Yeah, yeah. I think Michigan would get in. I mean, Oklahoma. You know what? Oklahoma didn't screw themselves by losing Ohio State. They screwed themselves by losing to Houston Week One. Like that was the killer. Uh, Losing Ohio State. Okay, Ohio State is the top four team in the country. See how Houston. You know, they're not the team they were last year. That losing that game, I think week one destroyed their season. Hey, give me, I, I'll, I'll give you one, and, and again, this is going to be part of my argument with the Buffaloes, and you can kind of already tell what I'm going to be doing on Three Dog Thursday here. TJ Reeves, Kevin Rogers with you. If Colorado wins the game and they have two losses, their two losses are at Michigan and against USC at USC. That's their two losses, and they have some significant wins uh, other than that. So... Uh, including this would be a neutral field win against Washington for the title game, they would have, I'm not saying a great argument, they would have an argument with two losses as well, with those being the two losses. I mean, as, as you say, if we're excluding Oklahoma for the loss to Houston, if we're excluding potentially Penn State for the loss to Pitt out of the conference, the, they're, those are strong losses for Colorado. Now we find out how much they really, the committee, wait and like the Pac-12 period as a conference, as a whole, and what that means. So uh, 
Uh, we'll find out. We could have some mayhem. Then again, it could be very clean here. It could be one-loss teams. Alabama may be undefeated, and then one-loss teams, Ohio State, Clemson, and Washington, and there's your playoff, right? That could happen when we come out of championship well, Saturday. Just, just playing the, the, the devil's advocate in a sense, even though I think Washington wins and they're in, the committee could look at it, and I don't have all the numbers crunched in front of me necessarily, but they could look at it and say, wow, Oregon was down this year, UCLA was down, USC for a little bit was down, and Colorado somehow is in the Pac-12 title. How good is the Pac-12? Right. Like, they could also go there, too, and, and exclude the Pac-12 from the top four, regardless of who ends up winning that game. That's where, you know, you can see that and say, well, Washington State and Colorado and Washington were your best teams, but yet, you know, the classic Pac-12 teams, like Stanford took a step back a little bit this year. McCaffrey was hurt uh, at times, but, you know, they took a step back, so how good was the conference really and Arizona was terrible Arizona State was terrible so maybe they go there and they say you know what none of you are getting it like the Big 12 a few years ago well and it could be and here again we got all the permutations and if we keep doing this Kevin we're going to spend the whole 30 minutes of the show on the playoff but I know this is what they want they love the debate they love the juiciness the same argument can be made of the Big 12 with an Oklahoma loss to Houston an Oklahoma State loss to Central Michigan it counts in the record book as a loss you've got uh, Texas Tech losing to an awful Arizona State team out of the conference Uh, TCU lost to Arkansas out of the conference so you you've had some bad losses for the big 12 where the committee could also look at the big 12 and say how good is that conference besides them beating each other it's all part of the debate it's all part of the fun so let's get into it you got a pretty good idea of where i'm going with my first underdog but as always i like to cede the floor to you give me on this championship saturday final regular season saturday for some conferences but championship games all over the place give me a college football underdog please kevin rogers you know my favorite conference in the world is the Mountain West Conference, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you've been hanging on that. You, you've had your, your Spurs and your Cowboy hat on all year for that conference. Well, this uh, this Saturday we're going to go back uh, back to the square state of Wyoming and uh, I guess rectangular state of Wyoming and take the Cowboys against San Diego State. This is the second time that they're playing in the last few weeks. They had a wild finish a few weeks ago in Laramie, a 34-33 win. Yeah. By the Cowboys. San Diego State's not playing very well down the stretch. They've lost their last two. They got blown out by Colorado State in their finale. Now, Wyoming also lost their finale to New Mexico, but somehow, with all the tiebreakers in the Mountain West, Wyoming ended up winning their side to advance to the conference championship, and they get also a home game, which uh, works out pretty well for them. They have several good home underdog outright wins at home, beating San Diego State and Boise State and Air Force. This season, I just look at it that Wyoming has confidence playing at home, and San Diego State, who's the reigning champion of the Mountain West, that to go back to Wyoming, which is never an easy place to go to, I, I got to think all those Mountain West schools aren't really easy to go to. But going to, uh, it, no disrespect, yeah, to them, there are, but, there, uh, there are not many of them that are hard to get to, including a five and a half hour plane ride from the West Coast to get to Hawaii. Exactly. So I just look at it as Wyoming. This is the biggest game probably in the history of that school and they get the home game where they could win the conference and they've had a great season. I was going against Wyoming basically this whole year if they were playing on the road and 
they did not play well on the road, but at home, I think uh, I think they'll take this home. They're getting seven and a half, so I'll take the points with Wyoming. And the Cowboys again. They had a famous season in 1988 where they were undefeated and went to the Holiday Bowl. And Barry Sanders and Oklahoma State destroyed them in the Holiday Bowl. So they've had some they've had some moments here and there as a football program. So they host that championship game, and of course, Donnell Pumphrey is the outstanding running back for San Diego State. We'll see what uh, what he can do in this game, but you like the pokes in that one. Okay, I tipped my hand that I like Colorado in the Friday night game with Washington, the Pac-12 title game being played on Friday night at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California on the neutral field. I just I love the way they have finished down the stretch. Tremendous physical defense. Cepho Leofau, the quarterback, uh, a dual threat option. Uh, Hey, the Buffs have been very good as an underdog. They're four for four as an underdog this year, including against the likes of Michigan and USC uh, in that four for four underdog role. I I know Jake Browning is good. Washington may win this game in a close game by a field goal, but I like Colorado in the seven and a half points that I'm getting in that Pac-12 championship game just because of how physical they've played on defense. A big win to clinch, two big wins to clinch at home with Washington State and with Utah, where they knew they had to have both games to get in the championship game. Now a neutral field game. I will go Colorado Buffalo's Pac-12 title game, my friend. I like the Huskies. That's just me. I mean, really, in these, you get to the point with these games. I mean, you don't have nobody's got more information than anybody else. Um, you know, I said Washington's offense has just been outstanding this year, and they just keep scoring points. And I mean, one team has shut them down. That was USC, but beside and USC, we know. I mean, they underachieved early, but they're yep. still a very good program. But uh, you know, this is one of those games where, again, seven and a half because you cover it doesn't mean it's a blowout. It could be a close game, then Washington can win at thirty-one to twenty-one. It could still be a very good game, but they cover. But uh, I don't know. I, I prefer Washington here. Colorado's had a really good year. There's no, there's no disputing that. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go on the opposite side of you and take the Huskies. How about that? All right, so Buffaloes again in the Friday night Pac-12 championship game is my first underdog. And I think you and I are about to agree on our second college football underdog on Three Dog Thursday. Kevin Rogers, where are you going? My second favorite conference in the world, the American Athletic Conference. <laughs> you and me both. And Keep going, yes. You well, well, maybe for you, not for me. I've had a lot of problems with the American this year, it feels like. But uh, – you know, it's hard to go against a team that's covered 11 straight games. That's the Temple Owls, who uh, coincidentally lost to Army in their opener, and that's who Navy plays next week yeah. to close out their season. So Navy plays a championship game this week, and they play their regular season finale against Army, which is very weird. But Navy's been fantastic since coming to the American. There's no disputing that point. And it seems like Keenan Reynolds, like, He's gone. This yeah. guy, Will Worth, is in, and he's just plugging anybody what, into hey, the system. What, let me stop you on that. What a story Will Worth is. He is, and you know I do this show out of the Tampa Bay area. You're down in South Florida for all of our audience hearing us all over the country that we're both based in Florida. Will Worth is a Tampa kid, a high school football product who was not heavily recruited anywhere, and Navy offered him the chance to come and, and enlist and be there and be the quarterback. And what a year he's had. And most people don't know that name. But he has had a tremendous year as a running quarterback to get them in the title game for this matchup. Yeah, and, uh, and Navy, you know, they, they beat Houston uh, earlier in the season. Which you called, you called that early yeah. in the year on Three Dog Thursday. You did. Yeah, they were about a 14 or 15-point underdog in that game. And they ended up beating Houston outright. I think that led to Tom Herman's departure, but anyway. So the uh, so you look at Temple now, and Temple just scores points. That they, they're a team 
that, that they just score a bunch. And they lost to Memphis on a Thursday night earlier this year, and they gave up a few uh, non-offensive touchdowns in that game. But uh, this Matt Rule, who's been the coach of Temple, has really built them back up, that they were kind of a dog there in the MAC for a little bit. And then coming to the American, they've been a quality team. They've covered 11 straight games. And you know, just looking at this, they're getting three at Navy, so it's basically a home game for Navy. That i got to believe that Temple can uh, win this thing outright. I, I really believe they can, as long as they could try to slow down, which is hard. So I think it's try to slow down the running game of Navy. I think that Temple's got the athletes where they can win this game. Yeah, there's no doubt that Temple has got a great quarterback, dual-threat quarterback in Phillip Walker. Excellent run game as well. They are on a roll. They won a dramatic game with UCF back in the middle of the season where they came back in the final a minute of the game without a timeout, final 40 seconds of the game, and Phillip Walker led him down the field on four straight completions, including the game-winning touchdown pass with one second left. They won that game. They won five straight after that with the drama building uh, with each one of them that they could clinch the division and go get in the AAC title game, and now they get the chance to be in that title game. And this game at Navy, at Annapolis, so it will be quite an atmosphere because Navy uh, has got the opportunity not only to win their first-ever league title by winning this championship game, remember they were an independent for so many years, but there's an outside chance they could be in the New Year's Six Bowl mix if they win, and that's the further complication you referenced with the Army game the following week, the rivalry game. There's a lot on this, but I, I, I agree with you. Uh, Matt Rule has done a tremendous job uh, w- with that team since the middle of the season, and I will take the Temple Owls with you. Excellent running game uh, with Jihad Thomas, Ryquel Armstead. Good running backs for Temple. Good defense for Temple. I think they find a way to win this AAC title game. So you and I are going to agree and are going to take the points with the Temple Owls in the matchup against Navy. We stayed away from all the other uh, championship games that are being played uh, this weekend. Uh, it is, it, it, you know, the, the, for the Florida Gators going to score in that SEC title game against Alabama. They're, they're getting 24 points. They, they might as well, they could get 34 or 44 points if they're not able to score. Are they going to be able to score at all on Alabama? Maybe on special teams, they could score a touchdown. <laughs> they, they found a way a year ago to get a safety. The joke that I have heard, and I want your feelings on this, the best internet meme that I've seen was when they were painting the end zone at the Georgia Dome midweek with the words Florida and their their logo. The joke was that's the only time you're going to see Florida in the end zone all week is in this photo. You buy me on that? That might, that might be the case. I'll tell you, I mean, that's it, it's, a, it's a hard game to take. It really is because Alabama, you know, should roll them. But, you know, Alabama in the past, the SEC championships, they really haven't had a lot of, like, 51-3 to games. Like, I feel like every game is always, like, a 21 or 28-16 game, or they just kind of get through them, and they don't really cover. So I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in Florida, but it's hard for me to say, oh, Alabama is just going to beat them by six touchdowns. Well, we'll find out, and obviously that game in the afternoon, ACC title game, Big Ten title game, neither one of us went with Penn State by the way, as the underdog against Wisconsin in the neutral field for the Big Ten title game. We'll see how all of those unfold. Kevin, stand by. We've got more on the way on this edition of Three Dog Thursday. We're, we're going to be talking some NFL football. Uh, which one of us is a believer in Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills? Who, uh, between the two of us, is backing the Kansas City Chiefs? Discussion on that and some pro football coming up on Three Dog Thursday.
Is debt beating you down? You need discipline. You need the Debt Ninja. If you've been caught in a financial trap and need to be set free, then you need the Debt Ninja. Want to stop those harassing collection calls? Start saving thousands in interest and fees and get out of debt fast? Then you need to call the Debt Ninja. The Debt Ninja will find the best companies across the country that will help you consolidate all your bills into one easy payment, reduce your payments by 30 to 50%, and get you out of debt fast. If you have unsecured debt of $10,000 or more, such as credit cards, loans, or medical bills, call the Debt Ninja for a free 15-minute consultation. Call 800-839-5518. 800-839-5518. That's 800-839-5518. Call today. The Debt Ninja. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reed. And we do continue on on the only digital radio show devoted to underdogs exclusively in college football and the NFL. I am the somewhat capable host, T.J. Reeves. He is the senior handicapper and writer for VegasInsider.com, Kevin Rogers, who we lean on heavily. By the way, I didn't make mention when we were talking college championship games. Kevin, I'll actually be working play-by-play coverage of the Conference USA title game on Saturday. So if you're hearing us in the build-up to Saturday, go find that CUSA title game exclusively on TuneIn. On TuneIn's radio feed, they will have Louisiana Tech and Western Kentucky. And I promise you this, Kevin, there will be uh, probably 80 or more points scored and about 800 or more yards worth of offense. Lots and lots of offense, lots and lots of points in the CUSA title game in Bowling Green, Kentucky, Western Kentucky, and La Tech. There are not there are not many guarantees in life. I will guarantee you that game will not be seven to three when it's all said and done. I was gonna say first to fifty wins that game. Might very well be. Lots of points, not a lot of defense in the C U S A title game on that one. All right, we move to some pro football and last week well, you and I kind of had a forgettable uh, weekend with our our pro selections. You had the Arizona Cardinals in the Georgia Dome with Atlanta. I had the Houston Texans at home with San Diego. Neither one of them played well enough. Hey, uh, things really tightening up in these playoff races, uh, especially uh, in, in looking at the NFC South, where I obviously lean towards the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're down in South Florida. You are a part of the Miami Dolphin radio coverage. They've won six in a row, and suddenly the AFC wild card is very intriguing. I mean, the NFL kind of wants what it wants. They uh, has what it wants. They've got a lot of storylines all over the country that have playoff implications. AFC West, who's going to win that? Who's going to win the NFC North uh, out of the Lions, the Vikings, and the and the surging Packers after Monday Night Football? Just as a general comment, there's a lot of intriguing NFL as we head to December. Yeah, and then, you know, past the Patriots and the Cowboys who, who have distanced themselves, it seems like, from the pack, that you have a lot of things up in the air moving forward. The Dolphins have played well of late, and, and Grant, I know they beat San Francisco and Los Angeles and, and not so great teams, but it, that's who's in front of you on the schedule. You know, this isn't the SEC scheduling Chattanooga or, you know, some of these other small schools. Like, you have who you have in front of you. And for the Dolphins, they're playing very well, and it's going to be hard to get that wild card because there are so many teams there that are competing with them, but it's good to see at least that they're playing uh, well. And the same thing with the Buccaneers, you know, that they had a nice one over Seattle last week. And 
you know, it's good to see some of these teams right in the mix. Yep, and so it will keep things very compelling down the stretch run in a lot of different places, and that's what the NFL ultimately wants. All right, one of those teams that took a step forward, the Buffalo Bills. Do I do I smell that uh, Kevin Rogers likes a uh, a dog, maybe with fleas, but a dog nonetheless with the Buffalo Bills this week? What's going on? You know, the Bills, I, I feel like, always kill me whenever I take them. But uh, this is a very questionable line this week. Got Oakland taking on the Raiders, who are off that wild win over the Panthers last week where they got out to a big lead. Carolina came back, took the lead, then Oakland won in the end, where Derek Carr, his fingers a little banged up. But, uh, you know, Oakland still has not been a great home favorite under Jack Del Rio. They've been a great underdog, but as a home favorite, not so great. In Burmy last week, taking that angle with Dan Quinn and the Falcons that they played well against the Cardinals. But, you know, with Del Rio and the Raiders, we're taking on a Buffalo team. It's going out west. I don't really care about that. I think it's all overrated. Uh, the Bills have already gone to Los Angeles and won this year, and I get the Raiders are better than the Rams. But still, they went out west and they won, so that shouldn't be that big of an issue. LaShawn McCoy has run the ball well for Buffalo. And the Bills, you know what, as an underdog this year, you know, we've seen them win at New England, granted without Brady. They've won at Cincinnati. And, you know, as an underdog, they've, they've actually played all right. And even the Baltimore game in week one that they lost a low-scoring game, they were hanging around. And Baltimore had about a 70-yard touchdown pass from Joe Flacco to Mike Wallace in that game, uh, which was the difference. I just think that Buffalo can hang in this one. And for Rex, it feels like the games that they should win, they probably don't. And the games you probably count them out, they do win. So I think that uh, you know this line should be a little bit higher, and I'm going to go with Buffalo here going out west. All right, so again, the Bills get the three points. Of course, Buffalo went about a month ago uh, out to the Coliseum and uh, destroyed Jeff Fisher and the Rams, handled the travel and the stuff that you referenced uh, easily on that. And again, the Raiders uh, have just been tremendous. The, the, their one vulnerability, if they have one, pass defense is awful, and Cam Newton was exploiting that in the comeback. I just don't know that Buffalo can take advantage of throwing against them. You believe it's going to be LaShawn McCoy running against them, right, real quick, that gives Buffalo the chance. Yeah, and also, too, I, I think that when you have such horrible defensive numbers that you could turn anybody into a good quarterback, and maybe Tyrod Taylor can do that. I mean, Tyrod's not Cam, but maybe he can put up somewhat decent numbers. Even Cam was shut down for, it seemed like, uh, the first half of that game last week before he kind of got it going. So, you know, we'll see if Tyrod can uh, can balance it out and get a good passing game, a good running game. All right. Uh, I will go with one of the earlier games, and I, I saw the Kansas City Chiefs at field level back a couple of weeks ago. I've seen the Atlanta Falcons twice. The Chiefs have gotten a couple of dramatic uh, wins as of late, including that uh, Sunday night overtime wild game with the two field goals in overtime that kept playing on in overtime, got right to the end of overtime, and then Denver missed the 62-yard field goal that would have won it for them, set the Chiefs up to drive into field goal range, and Cairo Santos's field goal off the left upright, a bank shot for the winning field goal for Kansas City. Uh, this is a team that does not beat themselves with turnovers. They've gotten Justin Houston back as a pass rusher. I know Atlanta throttled Arizona last week. I know I don't have to tell you that on Three Dog Thursday, Kevin Rogers. But I like the Chiefs in this spot at the Georgia Dome where uh, I believe their pass rush will be effective. I think they will have some success with the short passing game with finding Kelsey the tight end. Tyreek Hill is just an explosive player that can help them. I like Kansas City in the matchup with Atlanta. 
This is this is where you get to warn me off right right here at the very end that you went against the Falcons last week at the Georgia Dome and it didn't work out. Do you want to warn me off, or or am I on the on the right track with Kansas City? Real quick. It's a difficult game. I mean, the one thing I, I wonder about the Chiefs is coming off this huge win at Denver, now a non-conference game. You got to come home and then go back on the road again. That you know, not to say the focus because we know they're they're a well coached team, but. You know, can they sustain what happened just going back and forth with that Denver game last week? And, you know, you look at the Falcons, and we know how good they've been at home. And even though, you know, maybe they haven't covered a lot as a home favorite, that, uh, you know, it could be a kind of tough spot going from the mile-high city, the high altitude now to, to an indoor facility in Atlanta. I, Tough game. I mean, I don't know either way, but but a very tough game to handicap. I will take the Kansas City Chiefs as that underdog. And uh, hey, just give me a quick comment. When neither one of us are taking the New York Giants, the G-men at Pittsburgh. Uh, that one is a Sunday afternoon late game as well. Uh, hey, uh, this is an intriguing NFC AFC game. Giants playing well, trying to chase the Cowboys. Steelers look great on Thanksgiving night with. Ben Roethlisberger throwing the rainbows to Antonio Brown. That'll be a fun game. Either one of us are on the Giants for Three Dog Thursday purposes, but that'll be a fun game with a lot of footballs in the air probably in that one too. Yeah, the Giants have played very well, and uh, they just keep finding ways to win. And, you know, you look at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh keeps getting respect. No matter what, the Steelers get a ton of respect. They lost that wild game with Dallas a few weeks ago at home, and, and granted they beat a cold team that didn't have their starting quarterback. So that yep. also had something to do with you know, All right. them winning that game. We'll see about that game coming up. Just a couple of moments left on this show. Again, he's Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, Vegas insider. Tell us more as we've now come to the end of college football's regular season and championship Saturday. The NFL's going on. Tell me more about all the great information that's on VegasInsider.com, sir. Yeah, even though college football's coming towards the end of the regular season, you have the bowls coming up. We have very comprehensive bowl coverage once we know all the mashups. You can check out bowl history on the 75 bowls that are out there. <laughs> and uh, also, the uh, the NBA is still in full force, college basketball. Now we're getting into a bit of a slow time with college, but then we're gearing up towards conference season, which begins now, it seems like, earlier, uh, like late December, around New Year's Eve. We're going to see a lot of conference games begin in college basketball. The NHL is still going on, and obviously the NFL with a month to go before the playoffs. So a lot of busy things going on at VegasInsider.com. Also, you can follow us every day, every minute on Twitter at TwitVI. Follow Kevin Rogers as well at VI Rogers. You can also follow this show as well on Twitter at Three Dog Thursday. We encourage you, whether you're hearing us on RadioInfluence.com or whether you're finding us and subscribing to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, rate the show. Tell your friends about the show. Rate the show, especially when we get the good underdog predictions rolling, which we're looking forward to for this weekend. Again, on Championship Saturday, Kevin goes Wyoming Cowboys at home in the Mountain West Conference Championship game, as well as the Temple Owls on the road against Navy in the American Conference Championship game. I am going to go Colorado Friday night. You may be listening to this show and already know how smart or how stupid I am to go Colorado Friday night, Pac-12 title game against Washington. I don't know that they win, but I'll take the 7.5 points. Might be a close loss. Might be an upset. I'll take the Buffaloes. And I agree with Kevin on Temple in the AAC title game with Navy. I think they're going to win that game outright. Kevin goes Buffalo Bills against Oakland for his NFL underdog. And again, I will take the Kansas City Chiefs against the Atlanta Falcons. We had fun once again, my friend. We're into the month of December now for all of the football. Kevin, uh, have a fun weekend watching all the football. We'll be back to talk more about underdogs next week on Three Dog Thursday, sir. 
All right, TJ, thank you. There is Kevin Rogers. I'm TJ Reeves. Again, follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. We will see what happens with all the games on Championship Saturday and the college football playoff. We're back to talk about all of it and give you some more underdogs next week on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.